Show you listen to Rayella Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. What matters to me? LeBron James. You heard it, LeBron James. He ready. He ready. So Tiff, look out for him. He's gonna be in Hollywood with you. But uh, I don't think it's been a surprise to many of you. I'm, I'm late only because the show is, is today is my day to do the show. So I'm probably late to the conversation. But many of you've been having it around the around the coolers and. Um, around the bars, in the house, in the bed. Your fellas have been talking about LeBron, you know. So uh, it finally happened. Uh, LeBron is uh, in and out of Cleveland again uh, on his way to make his mark in another city. And uh, I got one of my friends in the studio with me today, and we're going to talk about LeBron James. Uh, my good friend Sean Moore's in with me. Sean, former quarterback in the National Football League with the – Jets, I know for sure, and the Cardinals, I know for sure, and the Browns, I don't want to remember anybody's Bron- experience. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, you spend any time in Cleveland at all? No, I'm sure. man, Broncos. Wow, uh, Sean, I thought you spent some time me. in Cleveland for confuse real. Confuse me with somebody else, man. Yeah, no, 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 no. I thought you spent time in Cleveland for real. <laughs> no, but, um, been, been to Cleveland to beat up on the Browns. Yeah, I know, so. yeah, yeah, I, I know about that Denver <laughs> thing. I didn't want to say that at all. But uh, but welcome into the studio with me, Sean. I, I uh, appreciate the fact that Sean and I got together and... Uh, with uh, our significant others and, and had a, a wonderful time at dinner. And I told him I wanted to have him come into the studio with me. And he's visiting us here out in Arizona and um, trying to make him, you know, do like I did and just settle in. I came to visit one time and knew I was coming back. He came to visit and play and trying to come back and forth. That, that He's going back and forth, but we're going to get him in. But LeBron James, Sean, I mean, I, I told you that I, I wanted to talk about LeBron because uh, – the young man has just done so much for sports. I think he's done so much to, uh, to, to, to change what many people think about when they think about athletes in particular. There's normally a stereotypical view of athletes out there and, and how they do or do not conduct themselves and how professional they are, uh, what impact what good they do for their communities, for their families. And I'm just uh, one of those people that I, I'm a LeBron James fan, and I'm not apologetic about it. Obviously, one of the greatest athletes of all times. He's going to play for the Lakers. Uh, and this is what always, already needs to be said. I want to say this. In, in my mind... I believe that some people will take it and look at it differently. Um, LeBron going to L.A., he, he does not have anything to prove. He's already in the conversation about being one of the GOATs. So, so he doesn't have anything to prove. He's just going back. To, he's going to L.A. to help them win a championship. But he doesn't have anything to prove. Well, that, that conversation is already had. He, he's got his place in history his place may change, but certainly he will go down as history as one of the greatest players ever. Now just be one of the greatest players ever that played for one of the teams he played for was the Lakers. If he adds a ring to that, that'll again add to his legacy. But, uh, you know, when you when you hear Sean people talk about him bouncing around, this, this is one thing that's important for me, is I've always done the best I could to try to get people to understand that sports is a profession. Absolutely. It is his job. Mm-hmm. And just like anybody else that's in any other industry, if you take pride in yourself, you want to be the best at doing your job. And if the time comes for you, that there's a better opportunity for you someplace mm-hmm. else to go mm-hmm. and do your job, there is no such thing as your loyalty to a company. Right. Your loyalty lies in your family and yourself, and you should do what's best for you and your family. So I, I see nothing wrong with players finally having a chance to go and work where they choose, just like everybody else in every other industry. You, particularly being a quarterback in the National Football League, you know, there's very few people if there ever were that had an opportunity to move around throughout the league in our generation of play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they were, they probably were quarterbacks. 
But most of the time, they did not. And you got some of the greatest quarterbacks ever who you know that they came in one day and they decided, somebody decided for them they were going to go someplace else. Joe Montana. Right. right. End up going someplace else. Whoever thought Joe Montana would play anyplace else besides the San Francisco 49ers. Right. Hall of Famer. Yep. Steve Young. <laughs> Steve Young. You know, and so um, let me ask you, when you think about LeBron James, what's the first thing if there is a first thing that comes to your mind when you think about LeBron James as it doesn't have to be an you know, whatever. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about LeBron James? I think it's changing the game, not just from an athletic perspective. Uh, I think the brother's changing the game uh, worldwide. Uh, he's changing, he's evolutionizing sports, in, in my opinion. Uh, one of the reasons is because he's doing things his way. Uh, I hate hearing about all these old schoolers that, that hate on LeBron. Well, we wouldn't have done it that way. Uh, you know, whether it's Charles Barkley or whoever, you know, I, I love what he's doing. And I think what he's doing, it's in, in terms of evolutionizing the, evolutionizing the game, I think that, you know, back in the 25 years ago, guys weren't able to, to go to different teams. Uh, you know, if a, if a trade was made, it was always, think about it, it was a big deal. You know, if, if, if one great player went to another team, it was because the team decided, hey, That's right. we're trying to change this thing up. And, and it was always a big deal. If you just think about some of the monumental trades that happened in the day, they were huge deals. But now with this, with this, this free agency that, you know, has been created throughout these, these current players, uh, the fact that LeBron can go to another team and, and – I don't care if it's if it's fourth or fifth team. It's just, you know his third team to go from Cleveland, his home state, his home city, to Miami, win a championship, go back to Cleveland, and win a championship, and then go to the Lakers, uh, one of the most you know uh, uh, prize, uh, one of the best, uh, most known franchises in all of sports: Lakers, uh, Knicks. And Celtics. I mean, when you think about the NBA, those are the three programs you think about organizations that uh, basically have they've they've been to the pinnacle of championships and so forth. Uh, Here's what I think about LeBron. I say all that to say this: he knows what he's doing, and and I think there's a reason why having owned a home in California, uh, in the Brentwood area, which is not too far from the Laker organization, uh, I, I think. He knew what he was doing years ago when he made that, when he made that investment, uh, because economically, what he's doing—he's 33 years old, 15 years in the league—he's probably got, and, and you can say whether or not he's in his prime. He's the greatest player on the planet right now, but in the next five years, probably the most important time of his of his career right now, because it'll probably be uh, these next five years would be the pinnacle of of, of his career. But to go to a franchise like the Lakers with Magic running the show and to be able to surround him with uh, a unique uh, blended talent of players, I I think it's going to um, take LeBron to the next level uh, athletically. Now, get back to the economic part of it. I think that, you know, whether whether it's TV or whether it's just from a, from a, um, from a perspective of, hey, how can I attain more wealth uh, outside of basketball? What better place to do that than Los Angeles, California? And I think LeBron, he, he knew what he was doing when he made this investment. And when he, I think when the season ended, when they, when they got swept by the Warriors, I think LeBron and his wife probably already knew, hey, let's, let's go home, get ourselves together. We, we're not going to say anything. When July 1st rolls around, um, we'll be headed to our new home. Uh, and if, if if I'm not mistaken, I, I thought I heard something where his uh, kids were already enrolled in a in a school out in California. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's the best move for him. Uh, I love what he's done. I mean, think about think about Cleveland. Think about what he's done economically for the downtown area of Cleveland. You know, I, I spent my summers in Ohio as a kid, and I, I told Ray this in Canton and Maslin area. We would always go over to Cleveland. And Cleveland was a dump, and Cleveland was probably a dump before LeBron. Uh, came on the scene 15 years ago. But Cleveland downtown is booming now. Uh, and I think a large part of that is because of the success that LeBron has brought the uh, 
the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, I think that's I think that also has rubbed off on you know people are excited about the Browns now uh, and the Indians you know so it, wherever LeBron goes economically he has immediate impact and think about all the season ticket holders and all the people that want to get into uh, the Staples Center now to see LeBron it, it'll be sold out for 41 straight games. It'll be showtime all over again. All over again. When he goes on the road, those games will be Milwaukee, wherever L.A. goes, they'll be sold out because everyone wants to see King James. Here's a young man. I think they said uh, he's made something like $756 million since 2003 with his basketball uh, endorsements as well as his, his contract. That's a combination. That's an average about $51 million a year. Um and he's deserved every single penny. He's earned every single penny of it. And now just to think if they paid him $750 million, imagine what they've made off of him mm. and the impact he's had on, on the sport. The, the sport, without a doubt, they said that the numbers in football are going down. The basketball numbers have gone up. And, and the reason why is because whenever there is an opportunity, there's a, there's a championship, there's a, a competitive series going on in terms of uh, possibly winning the NBA championship for the, for the last, what, eight years he's been there? And, uh, you know, never seen anything like that before. Don't know how long it'll be before we see anything like that again. <clears throat> I'm extremely happy for the, uh, for the young man. And, again, um, going to the Lakers, you know, one of the most storied franchises in the history of, of the NBA. I think Magic knew. Magic made this uh, very bold statement a couple of weeks ago. Magic knew. That if indeed he did not get you know, somebody, mm -hmm. uh, that he was going to resign. Uh, I don't think Magic wanted to resign. Uh, I don't. I think Magic, no, he wasn't going to resign. I think Ma Magic knew that if he didn't get nobody else, that LeBron was coming. Right. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that I believe that, and I'm not going to say it was tampering, because it comes a point in time where, listen, these men, this is what basketball has done, Sean, different than what football or baseball or anybody, any other sport has been able to do. And that is that th these men have been able to cross the lines, if you will, and engage with each other in such a way that there is relationships mm -hmm. that are considered uh, when, it's, when, when, it's, when it's this time, when it's, when it's contract time. You, you know, these are friends of yours. You know, this is, these are not enemies. And it goes back to the, the other teams. Days. Oh, yeah, it goes you know? way, way back. <laughs> so listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm blessed to have my man Sean Moore in with me. We'll take a break and come right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Are you ready for the latest sports news, the culture around the game, and unique insight? Then you need to make Kareem and the Coach your destination each week. Host Kareem Rush played for the LA Lakers and has the inside track to personas in both professional and college sports. Co-host Eric Newman is a former basketball coach and now a producer and filmmaker. Together they cover sports and entertainment in a fast-paced hour every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear music, you know the show. You listen to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Finn like it matters what matters. LeBron James. Uh, my man Willie Gibson is not on with me today, but in studio with me, Sean Moore, former NFL quarterback in the National Football League with the Arizona Cardinals, New York Jets, and, you know, I don't like to say that word, Denver, because, and I truly did, uh, you know, I've been hitting my head too many times. I thought Sean spent some time in Cleveland, but of course, it was with the, those Denver And, and not the Jets, right? Don't, don't, no, not the Jets. No Jets either? No Jets, yeah. Oh, man. Said last name, man, Moore, you know, oh. Rob Moore back in the day was oh, with the Jets. Well, no, I th- Herman was in okay. Detroit, I, and okay. then me. Man, see. Wasn't that many Moors in the league back then? <laughs> okay, it's, 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 it's all it's, good. It's, it's in it. But okay, so Sean, let's let's, let's 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 get back on track, man. We we're talking about LeBron and the impact he's having on sports, and uh, certainly one thing the dynamics has changed tremendously is the amount of money that's being made. Mm. You know, uh, we talked about Big Chuck and, and Charles used to say, you know, he was mad at his mama because he was she she you know she gave birth to him too early, right? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when it's your time, it's your time, man. Absolutely, and. Uh, and, and we certainly are, you know, one of those generational type athletes where there were sacrifices that we made that has helped the game today. And there's same thing happened in basketball, you know, because you look at some of the, you know, they have those conversations about the goats. And then you look back at what those goats, those greats of all times, of those times, mm-hmm. what they made. And it's certainly nothing compared to what the athletes are making today. But certainly when you look at what they're making, then you got to take a look at how valuable these teams are. Right. And these teams are, you know, billion-dollar assets. Right. You know, with, uh, but with, 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 with a great product. And, and I, as I said, there's, there's another LeBron James now that's in. He's either uh, in the oven waiting to come out. Or, you know, he's, you know, down the road a few years from now. Uh, but I don't think that there is another LeBron James in the league. Well, I'm not going to say that because everybody says Kevin Durant may be the next LeBron James. Uh, do you, when you think about Kevin Durant and the impact that he's having on the NBA, do, do you think he's possibly the next LeBron James? Or does, does LeBron have another dynamic to him that makes him special? Because I, I believe that there's... It's not just LeBron James. It's the personality of LeBron and the impact and the influence he has on everybody else that makes him such a special player. Well, and what do you think about that, particularly because we're from a generation of athletes where we were expected to be these kind of role models and things like that. So what do you so think you, about we, that part? You know, so everyone wants, you know, if, if you think about, you know, LeBron wears 23. Who's he always compared to? He's always compared to, to Mike. Um, that's the comparison. Who's the greatest? LeBron, Mike. Everyone wants to have that comparison on a regular basis. But here's the thing. Someone said this the other day. I was, I was watching a talk show. Quite honestly, LeBron's game is probably closer to Magic's game than it was Mike. He can score, but LeBron gets everyone involved. Think about it. Uh, the triple-doubles, the average of triple-double in the NBA Finals, you know, 34, 10, and 10 on a regular basis. You know, Mike would get you 40 and maybe eight boards, and maybe four assists. And, you know, he just took over the game. But LeBron is such a complete player. It's, it, it, I mean, I, I don't think he could have gone to a, a better organization than to go, for, go play for Magic and the Lakers. Now, as it relates to Kevin Durant, uh, I, I love Durant's game. And, and, and having been in the D.C. area for so long, I watched him in high school, and you just knew he was going to be a phenomenal player. But he's more of an offensive player. You know, you don't you don't think about Durant playing defense. I mean, think about when LeBron and Durant are are going at each other. Right. LeBron plays defense. You know, kind of like Mike did. He and he takes tremendous amount of pride in it. But Durant's all about, hey, you score, guess what? I'm coming back down. I'm gonna put a three in your face. You know, it's interesting you say that because I, I me personally, as I'm watching the game, Durant, Kevin is one of the very few players that I think gives LeBron 
some challenges when he's being guarded by him because Kevin is so so athletic and so long. Yeah. And so we may not think of him as one of the best defensive players, but he certainly can play good defense up against Mm -hmm. LeBron. He's a good matchup for LeBron. It Mm -hmm. frustrates LeBron a little bit. Right. LeBron still gets his. Absolutely. But he has to work a little hard. He has Mm -hmm. to get more people involved, and he gets them a little bit different ways. But you're right. We we don't think about uh, Durant. But one of the – of course, with with LeBron, something he used to do in his youth – chase down, you know, fast breaks all the time and block them. Mm-hmm. Of course, one of the greatest blocks he ever had was against. Two Ghost. years ago, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, you, you know, you make an interesting point. So when, when, and, and so when you think about Mike and go back and, and, you know, and comparing him to LeBron, but Mike, I think Mike made all defensive NBA, you know, quite a few times. And was defensive player of the year. And a couple times, too. Right. LeBron right. hasn't done that. I, I, don't think, I don't think LeBron gets enough credit for that. I think because he does so much. I don't think he gets enough credit for the defensive side because I do think he's a he's a good defender. And you notice if he's LeBron, never the weak link and, on and the he, team, and he's never he will never not accept the challenge of say, hey, guess what? I'm gonna go play Durant. I'm gonna go guard Durant. You know, he'll take that challenge. Well, certainly, I think um, you know it's it's, it's some it's, it's a it's a new day. Cleveland is, I would say, this time the people in Cleveland, I think they handled it. We obviously know they handled a whole lot different than the way they handled it the first time. Right. But I don't think the sting is as bad as because they did get the championship, which right. they've never had before. Right. And and I think because they did expect that he would leave. Mm-hmm. And and I think part of that is um the fact that they thought he would leave because of the team that he has there. Mm-hmm. And I think the organization did the best they possibly could to try to put a team together, but from what they have available to them, they couldn't improve the team that much. Now Let's talk a little bit about Kyrie. You obviously have, have, have been an alpha male and a huddle before, Sean. You're a quarterback. Okay, so when you've got somebody like LeBron on the team, you've got somebody like a Kyrie, um, in your mind, when you saw the, how that fell apart, what, what were you thinking in terms of just not maybe not knowing, but from a distance, if, you had a, you're, if you're a wide receiver for some reason or another or you're running back, just felt like, oh, y'all, I, I can't continue to play on this team if I'm going to be, you know, if that's going to be my leader. Right. I mean, I, I've, just, I've never seen anything like that before. So coming from somebody like you shot a quarterback, you know, how, does, how, how do you think something like that plays out? So I, I think it's, it's the equivalent of, of a quarterback losing his top receiver, you know. Um, Herman Moore made me. I mean, it's clear. I mean, he made my career in college um, and, and allowed me to you know, be able to uh, have some uh, the the opportunities to go play at the next level. In my opinion, I truly believe Kyrie's departure was the worst thing to happen to the Cleveland Cavaliers because it left a, a lot of the ownership on LeBron. You know, Kevin Love's a great player, and I think the surrounding cast that he had this year, the fact that LeBron could get them back to the finals is phenomenal to be able to do it with the cast of characters he had. And like I said, there's some good players but Kyrie was incredible when they won that championship. He was incredible. He could have easily been the MVP, uh, the way he helped carry yes. the Cavs. And, 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 and quite honestly, I, if Kyrie had been, a healthy Kyrie had been with Cleveland this year, I, I don't think that's a sweep by Golden State. I think it could go either way because he was the difference. Uh, two years ago when they won a championship. Well, a, a healthy Kyrie would have helped a couple years ago when he when he didn't finish the series. Right, right. And, and so I agree with you 100% on that. Um, I'm interested in thinking about um, just or hearing your opinion and sharing with the audience the fact that um, do you think it was a thing where Kyrie felt that he needed to be the man he needed to be the person. I'm not. I'm, I'm just trying to figure that. Out. I will always try to figure this one out because I've always wanted to play with good players, great right. players, right. always. Because right. if you want to win a championship, that's what you want to do. Absolutely. And then to play with what has you know everybody's acknowledged is the best player in the league at this time. Mm-hmm. But the demand that you want to go someplace else and not play with that person. Mm-hmm. Now it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> And uh, I, I think the uh, Lakers uh, picked up somebody today, as a matter of fact. Uh, yeah, they did. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. But the Rondo. Car, Rondo. 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 Right. You know, it really wouldn't surprise me if Kyrie ended up in L.A. 
it yeah. really wouldn't surprise he, He's not made a commitment to Boston. That's true. It, it would not surprise me at all. Uh, sometimes, you know, because here's what. I remember when the conversation, the way Kyrie explained it, he had some conversation with some people. And I think one of the people he talked to was at one point in time was reported that he spent some time having conversations with Kobe. Mm-hmm. Kobe and Shaq have sat down on the show before and told the public that they both felt as if they should have put their egos aside and they could have won more championships. Mm-hmm. It would not surprise me if, if Kyrie and LeBron were to have a conversation and find a way and, and get Magic in that conversation and Kobe in that conversation and Shaq in that conversation and the five of them would sit down and have dinner somewhere and Kyrie would end up in L.A. That would not surprise me. That's a great scenario. It, it is. It would not surprise me it at all. It truly is. And, 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 and you know, obviously, uh, L.A. would have to, they would have to relinquish some players. Uh, I, I think with the young I kids they have. A, I don't think there's anybody they get on that team that they wouldn't give up. Oh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Lonzo Ball. <laughs> Bye, Ball. Uh, Ingram. Ingram's a name that gets tossed around a lot. He's a young talent. Yeah. But, you know, that, that's that's a scenario I've I never really thought of. Let that one marinate because we got to take a break. Let okay. that marinate a little bit. Absolutely. Think about that. And then I want you to come back with some comments on the other side of the break. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice of America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific. Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like a matters. Sean Moore in studio with me. Sean and I talk a little basketball. My favorite love, my first love, just wasn't good enough, got to be honest. Mine too, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> just couldn't do it. And if I would have known what I knew now, maybe I would have tried a little bit harder instead of going out there knocking our heads up against the wall. But, uh, again, we didn't knock them up against the wall. That's one of those things that we, well, it's, it's one of those terms that we use like, uh, you know, we got uh, we got dinged, you know, which is not a medical term. So my head wasn't up against the wall. It was hitting other ball players. But, uh, let's get back to the basketball, Sean. You know, I, I threw a scenario out there, and I, and I said something that could possibly happen. Uh, Kyrie, uh, like LeBron's, had a little taste of L.A., got himself involved in the movie, which I'm going to be going to see. I think it's coming out soon. Is, is he I, in it? Yeah, of course he's got to be in oh, Uncle Drew. Uncle, Uncle Drew is his movie. Uncle Drew, when, it's this weekend, isn't it? I think, I, it's, it's coming up soon. Or, or no, it came, out, came out Friday. It did come out yeah, Friday? Okay, yeah. well, I will have to get a ticket and get there and see it. <laughs> I uh, haven't heard much about it yet, but uh, certainly so he's had a little taste of it. And I, I wouldn't it would not surprise me. Uh, but but certainly 
it, it's something to think about. And, it, and it's something I think what, what, what I like about the players now, and Kyrie's doing it too, is um, he's, not, he's not committing. There's no, there's no reason for these young men who are phenomenal talents, who feel as if they know that they're going to improve, they're still going to be in high, higher demand, and they're waiting. They're not pulling the trigger prematurely. They're not committing. They're getting their and and I like what LeBron and some other guys are doing too. I I really don't like when guys are leaving ten fifteen million dollars on the table. That that's way too much money to leave on the table. Well, yeah, get your max you, deals. You, get as much as you can and go get your money. You bring up a good point though. No no one is doing the long term thing. Even LeBron's four years. That's that's a long time. I mean. In, in this is. day and age, right? Some, some Kevin, people were Kevin surprised. Kevin did one and one and an option. Mm-hmm. So you know he's all kind of wait and see as well. That's right. Maybe I get another title next year. Maybe I resign the following year. It's it's all. Sean, I did. I, I did two years back in the day, man. I, did you? I, how I did how were you bit? fortunate enough to get a two year deal? Ah, uh, you know, I just <laughs> I was I was fortunate, but maybe they didn't want me. <laughs> you know, but uh, I got me a two year deal, and you know, and got a couple of them, and uh, did all right. Did all right for myself, but uh, certainly so so. There's a chance that Kyrie could end up in L.A. Because, as you mentioned, Boston looked pretty good, particularly without you know, the backcourt without him. Yeah, they did. And, and that's not something that they're going to be, uh, you know, of course, you know, a talent like Kyrie. But they lost two superstars. Remember the kid that lost in the first game of the year, uh, the kid that, from uh, Utah. Uh, so In Cleveland, lost him in Cleveland. Yeah, and so it'll be interesting to see how Boston responds, particularly because they are, they're loaded. And I would say that um, it's not going to be too easy to come out of the East. Because you mentioned somebody else, too. Don't sleep on the Milwaukee Bucks, man. <laughs> young talent. So, it's it, it, you know, there's, and there's a lot of young talent. I'm, again, we're talking off the air. I think probably since, you know, the mid-'80s, late-'90s, but I would say mid-'80s, I don't think we've seen as much talent in the NBA as we as, as we have seen now. No, I agree. I agree. Mid '80s, when you you start talking, you know, Barkley and Jordan, three, and four, Pippen five, and Bird and Sampson and Ewan and Akeem. It was a lot of players back then. A lot man. of I mean, talent. That, that All Star game, you know, people tuned in because they wanted to see it. A lot of talent. A lot of talent. And and I think they, it was those players. As a matter of fact, uh, shortly after that is when we had the first dream team. Mm-hmm. And I and I think I think the dream team really they don't want to accept it, but the dream team is responsible for what's going on today. Absolutely, that's a great point. That's is a the, great point. It was the fact that those guys got a, got a chance to play together, mm-hmm. to be friends with one another, mm-hmm. to challenge themselves to be the best ball players in the world because mm-hmm. they were playing against other teams in the world, and to see what it was like. You know, it's like being on the playground. But but here's the crazy part as well. Those guys back then, and the old school players talk about it all the time, uh, they hated each other, you know, until that, you know, really that time frame of the dream team. They hated one another. So it was, there were no hanging out before the game. There were no hanging out in the off season. These cats today are, are, are invested in one another. They spend time together from AAU, from when they start playing 11 and 12 years old. They spend time together in the off season. They're boys. So the game has changed. It's it's just it's a different generation now. Now I'm so happy. I'm happy that it has because Sean, there are so many things and such influential things that players can do if indeed they do come together and work together and can have a greater impact on their communities by doing those things. And and you talk about it. And and I I think I've heard Charles talk about it. I think Magic even talked about it. I've heard about that one practice that they had the one time that in a squad scrimmage that Have they had. It? No, but I heard about it. You need to see it. I heard about it. Is, is it out there oh, on YouTube someplace? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's out there. So that so again, they were going at each other. Going at it. They were going at each other. And the best in the world going well, at it. And that's what I I feel. You know, one thing about it. I think the closest we've seen to it, hmm, if you would say, two players that didn't, you know, when 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 KD had a chance to go back. And, and of course, you know, go back to a team he had just left, and it was competition between him and Russell, you mm-hmm. know. And in the All Star game, they, you know, they, you know, it was no love lost there. You yeah. know, they weren't very friendly then. But it, it's one of those things. Whereas, 
I, I like the competition. I, I do think that even though they're friends, I think they still give us their best efforts when they're out there on the court. Absolutely. They no give doubt. us their best efforts, and, and, and so I, I'm, I'm happy for the fellas. Uh, but it's just amazing to me, man, how, how quickly things have changed for the better of players. And I'm happy that, you know, it's, it's a leader that they all, I think they all respect. LeBron has helped them make these changes. I think they're following the lead. I think that's one reason why Kevin Durant was willing to go to Golden State because mm-hmm. he saw LeBron left. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, watch other players, talk to other players, do what other players do, get all the information you can. Do what's best for you and your family. Yeah, I think Boogie Cousins even mentioned that today on one of the news reports that he was the third Splash Brother. He had been talking about that for quite some time. Oh and wow! Now, hey, <laughs> now it's wow. it's you know. Yeah, and and I I, I I caught something on one of the big boy shows on my way into the studio, and I had heard that the whole Boogie Cousins thing that went down. It was because there was inactivity from the executives and Boogie himself supposedly picked up the phone and made a call to find out what the interest was and was able to get the job done. Now, if that's factual, I don't know, but 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 I, I heard something as I was in the car listening to one of the big boy shows, and, and that's the way I, you know, I heard it. And so I'm excited. I, I, I'm excited to see Boogie, you know, you know, get him some money, mm-hmm. uh, get an opportunity to be, uh, to perhaps maybe get a ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but certainly I, I'm excited about it, but... Um, We'll see what happens. You know, hopefully our league, which is the National Football League, Sean, can, can become as competitive as it is. I'm happy because I'm, I am I got you sitting here and I can brag about my former team won the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, which was pretty exciting. But, but, I, but it, it gives me a chance to talk to you about this. Being a quarterback, a situation that Philadelphia is faced with now, if you were a, either one of those two quarterbacks – because I, I know that I've had a chance in my life, they always say that you don't lose your starting position because of injury. But I know that I've had in my life a couple times an opportunity where I've got into the lineup because somebody got hurt. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, and I didn't want to come out, so I didn't. So I, I'm just curious from your perspective, if, if you were on the team or you if you were one of those quarterbacks in either position – what would your expectations be in terms of who is most important and who starts for the Philadelphia Eagles? So I, I think the Eagles are looking at this. Uh, I think they're very clear in that Wentz is our guy. I think they're very clear that Wentz is our guy. And if I'm not mistaken, I, I don't know this for sure, but I think Foles was probably uh, given a contract extension or a new contract just based on what he did last year uh, to be able to take them to the Super Bowl after your starting quarterback goes down, but uh, I think I think Foles knows his role. I think there's a there's a part of him that wants to say to the rest of the league, "Hey, I I, I told you I could do it. He, I I, pr- I proved to you that I could get you the hardware." But at the end of the day, all the money and all the investing is in car is in Wentz, and I think that um, I think Wentz is the guy, and hopefully he'll be healthy particularly since this is your old team, Ray. Hopefully uh, Wentz comes back in the preseason. He probably won't play a lot of preseason games. Foles will get all the reps, and everybody will see that Foles can still do it. And, and if Wentz goes down again, they know that they have a great insurance policy in Foles. That's, that's what I truly believe. Well, um, I, I guess I'm, 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 I'm not going to say that I agree with that totally, Sean. And, and here's the reason why is because, yeah, you're right. Uh, they knew what they had in Wentz when he got hurt. And then they saw what they have in Foles once Wentz went down, and he was able to perform extremely well. But I just, I just find it hard when, when you have somebody like that. And, and you know this is why, particularly in football, so many times is we, we don't ever want to come out of the game. Mm-hmm. You don't want to come out of the game because you don't want somebody to get in there and perform like that. The, the, only, the only thing I'll say, that, and, and I'll make a comparison for you, do the comparison of what happened to um, with Tom Brady and um, well, well, Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe got hurt at the end of the year, and Brady came in and was incredible. Obviously, it was a start of uh, for stardom for him. Uh, but but Drew Bledsoe was probably eight or nine years into the into the league, and you know here's Tom Brady, seventh eighth round draft pick, who comes and 
and the team's looking like this guy could be the future. I, I don't think they're looking, I don't think the Eagles are looking at Foles like he can be the future. I think because Wentz only has two years under his belt, they're they're gonna say, hey, this this is Wentz's job. We this is where we this is why we drafted him, you know, that early in, in the first round. And so I, I truly think Foles knows his role. I think if he if he wanted to uh, really uh, if he wanted to take advantage of, of his stardom, he could have gone elsewhere after, you, you, you after think, the Super Bowl. So you think he could have demanded a trade? I think so, absolutely. In this day and age, I mean, all you got to do is go in and you can use the media to, to get that trade. Exactly. You know, that's right. what a lot of, lot, of, lot of players know that now. Right. They use their, their agents and their marketing folks to say, hey, yeah, I need to get out of here. Okay, so, and so let, let's say if that were you, Sean, mm-hmm. come on now, I want to put you in that seat. If it were you and you were Nick Foles, what would you have done? Uh, knowing what I know now is a little different for me. It, it, knowing what I know now, I would accept my role. I would accept the role of a backup to a young kid who's second year in the league. I, I, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there, Sean, because I don't know a quarterback that ever wants to accept a role as a well, backup. So, all right, let's, let's, use, let's use one of my heroes who you played against, Doug Williams. Doug Williams won the Super Bowl. Yes. Came in as a backup to Mark Rippon. And then the next year, Rippon was, Rippon was the guy, right? Doug never, he never recovered from that. I don't think so, personally. I don't think Doug recovered from, Doug probably thought in his mind, hey, I need to be the starting quarterback. Okay. And so, you know, three years later, Doug's done, out of the league. Wow. It's over. Okay, we're going to come back to that because I didn't remember it like that, but I'm glad you helped me remember that. I want to revisit that. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. Sean Moore in the studio with me, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music another show. You listen to Rail, the sports on the Voice America Network. I'm the famous Living Like It Matters. Sean Moore in the studio with me. Uh, Sean, of course, uh, former NFL quarterback. Sean and I are now talking about a couple NFL quarterbacks, um, one in the, back in the day and uh, one more recently, um, Nick Foles, who has an opportunity um, to be a backup quarterback in Philadelphia uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles after being um, half of the season, well, the last quarter of the season started, and, of course, the MVP of the Super Bowl, and accepting the role as a backup. Um, and again, that, that that's a that's a, a scenario where you look at. It's, 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 I'm, I'm going to throw um, Cap in here because Cap was not he he played in the Super Bowl. He didn't right. win the Super Bowl. Right. Excuse me, been a starter in the league, done exceptionally well, performed well, exceptionally well that year. He went to the Super Bowl. Um, good enough to be a starter on some teams. Absolutely. No, uh, no doubt in my mind, the same thing with Nick Foles. Now, as a competitor, particularly as a quarterback, 
which I, when I was a young kid, I think we all start off as quarterbacks. <laughs> Did you get you grow out of it? Oh man, I guess. No, I, you know what happened to me one day, Sean. To be honest, I, I come to practice one day, and what after the after the school year was out, I come to two days, and I'm playing wide receiver now. Now I what I never told them I wanted to go out for wide receiver, but I was the quarterback. This year I'm the wide receiver. Okay, so anyway, sometimes you eat your way into another. No, position, I didn't you know? eat my way into that. No, I'm back just then I was, I was smooth, man. I was thin. I, you know, <laughs> but 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 let me just say this to you. But I think we're all so competitive. We, we you know what happened in San Francisco? Steve Young could only sit on that bench for so long, right? And and not want to get into the game. Tom Brady, you know. You know, even though he didn't, you know, he wasn't making ruckus or whatever because he was a young man and and somebody had to get hurt. But once he got in, he didn't want to come out. True, true. And, I, and, and so I just thing, don't, though. I just don't see Nick. You know, I'm I'm hoping that because I know I played with when Ron Jaworski and Joe Pisarski, Joe, who was a starting quarterback for the New York Giants, you know, came to Philadelphia was the backup to Jaws. I know it ate at Joe every day. Because he had been a starter, right? Joe, Joe, to this day, if he comes on the air he, and he tells you the story any different, he's lying. Joe felt as if he was good enough to be the starter, should have been the starter, certainly wanted to be the starter. There's nowhere in the world you're gonna take a spotlight like Nick Foles just had, the light shining as bright as could be. He's in the headline, and he's the man, and now he's going to just sit back. And, and wait, because if you're the backup and this guy's a starter, he's young, a few, just a couple years younger. Because remember, Nick ain't that old, just a couple years older than you. So when do you see yourself breaking back into this, this lineup? So I truly think it becomes an economical decision. I truly do. Um, think about it. In, in the league today, there's, you, better have, you better have two good quarterbacks. You better have somebody that can play. After your starter goes down, and and in most organizations now, your starting quarterback is your franchise player. That's just, I mean, that's the only way you're gonna get to the next level. If he's that good, you better have a franchise guy. I mean, think about it. All the young quarterbacks now that that are around the league. Well, Philly knows Wentz is their franchise guy. I don't think they view Foles as a franchise guy, but they do know that they have a great insurance policy in him, and I'm sure they've had these conversations with him to to say, look, hey. We're compensating you well, and if anything happens, you're our guy. Okay, let me ask you, in your mind, what makes you your franchise guy? If I just won a Super Bowl, does that, is that justification for me to be a franchise guy? Well, yeah, I, but I, and I've won some games up until I won all the playoff games. You know, when, when, when things were at, at pressure, as pressure as much pressure as you can apply to a quarterback to win, I've been in that scenario and I've been successful. I'm undefeated. Having been on the personnel side? It's always, it's always come, it comes down to a personnel issue. So from a personnel perspective, I'm looking at the two guys. I drafted this guy to be my long-term franchise quarterback. I know this guy won. He won me a title, okay? So he's got four or five years in the league and has had some success and obviously the pinnacle of success by winning the whole thing for my organization. Well, guess what? Now I got a franchise guy and I got a great insurance policy. And I think they will continue to stress that to Foles to say, look, you're the best insurance policy in the league. Now, you know, what could happen is a lot of times those great insurance policies get picked up by other teams to become the franchise guy. And that, that could easily happen, but it comes, that becomes a, a nice, uh, for, for Philly, that becomes a nice little plan, a second plan B for them to go, hey, you know, we, we have trade value now in this guy. Let's go get a starting receiver well, for this guy. Okay, well, let, let me just say this, and, and, and I can appreciate the fact that you've been on both sides of the fence, so to speak, you know, you know the front office and, and then on the field. But as a former player, you know this now. Now, as a retired former player, you like the, you like the idea of an insurance player because what the insurance policy, because what that is is that, you know, that's like the insurance company who's getting the money all the time but don't never have to pay anything out. So as the player, you're getting the money, and we sitting back there now saying, man, the best thing in the world, a lot of people don't worry, is to sit on the sideline and collect your money and don't get out there and put yourself in danger. Okay, but, but, but the ego and the competitor in you is telling you you want to be on the field. Don't you think that's changed, though? That, that, I, so, that the competitor that doesn't mentality. still want? No, no, the mentality of, hey, 
from a Nick Foles perspective. From a quarterback's perspective? Oh, so you think I, I don't care what position, really. So you so you thinking that there is more players now that are thinking differently than we thought in the day, oh, and they'd rather sit, sit down and collect a check than get out there and put themselves in harm's way? Absolutely. I, I, think, think, I, about, think, about, think about the whole economics of football right now. And you know, you know this from, you and I both know from, when we played, it's, we, very, it's very different now. I, I understand that. I understand that. And, and uh, I'm going to let you finish that out. So let me go ahead. You go ahead and give me that scenario you're going to give me. So so my, my point is, think think about everything that goes into the, and, and I always say, I should say career because football is really an experience, okay? But that experience. Short-term work experience. Whether it's five years, seven years, or ten years, you want to get the most out of it, right? So if you're a backup quarterback, they used to say this back in the day. You remember, backup quarterback was the best job ever. Because you could hold it for 10, 15 years as long as the guy stayed healthy. And you're getting paid a lot more money a than lot. some of the other guys that's playing every down. Absolutely. Backup quarterbacks get paid in this day and age. If I had a son, I'd, I'd probably tell my son that. <laughs> but I wouldn't. But if I'm a player, I'm not, I'm not feeling that. And, and I, I just know that. Now, here's another thing, though. But, but from, again, uh, from an intelligence in terms of looking at it from a business perspective, you know, I would say to Nick Foles, you don't ever have to play another day in your life because really – you have done something that there's been hundreds of quarterbacks, if not thousands, who've never won a Super Bowl. Right, right. So you're unique. We were just talked about T.O. being one of 310 players. You're unique because what is this? This is the 70th. What, I mean, this, what was the Super Bowl? Maybe the 50-something. 50, 50-something, yeah. So only and, – and because Joe Montana and those guys won a couple of them, there ain't been 50 guys that have won Super Bowls. Right. So Nick Foles is in a very unique position. Yeah. So, so maybe he should ride out his career, you know. So is that what you're saying, Sean? Go ahead and ride out your career and be the the backup, one of the few backups that ever. I don't think a backup has ever won a Super Bowl. If if Unless I was say, uh, no, Steve Hosteller, Young, Hosteller, Hosteller, and yeah. also Doug Williams, Doug Williams, yeah, yeah, right. But if I if if I'm advising Nick Foles, I'm saying to him, look, let that ego thing get go. Get your money. Get get your money. Take care of your family, and you're a young guy now. You get seven, eight, nine more years under your belt. You're done. Well, okay. I just don't know if I if I if Nick's on my team, man. I you know I, I want the best players out there, and I'm probably trying to push for him because I know what he can do. Uh, there's another guy out there who's one of the greatest ever played the game, and um, you know he won one Super Bowl, but you know, Manny Peyton won what one two Peyton won two two, two put, Peyton he won, won two. two, but he ain't the greatest when it comes to that. The Peyton won one or two that playoff time. He, he's got his his brothers got his brothers, more than him. Let yeah. me just say that. <laughs> so yeah, right. <laughs> all right, thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I want to thank my friend Sean Moore for coming in the studio with me. And uh, be sure to check us out next week. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.